Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the Horror Stands podcast. Hi, I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today, we have a great film for you guys. 2007's The Parent Trap. I mean, it's pretty much the sequel <laughs> to The Parent Trap, is it not? It might as well be. No, it's 2007's I Know Who Killed Me, which I'm going to spoil for you right now. I hey, unironically no. actually enjoyed this. Oh, wow. I really like this. I like this movie, too. I said oh, what really? I said. Okay. All right. Like, okay. When I finally, I didn't see this in theaters, but like, mm-hmm. I saw, you know, as soon as I was able to, to rent it on DVD at Blockbuster. Um, of course. And I'm like, really? Like, people are dra- dragging it this hard? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I, I want to say this movie is necessarily good, but I mean, is it fun to watch? Is it? <laughs> Yes. Does it, it keep is. you entertained? Does it keep you guessing? Yeah. Because it can't be. Yes. There are definitely some parts of this film that I wish, like, I think they just tried to. Be, yeah. They tried to be creepy at certain points and don't have any explanation for why they're creepy. That's like, it's just here because it's just supposed to be creepy, which right. I'm not like, okay, that's fine, whatever, but it doesn't really add to the film by any means. Yeah. I definitely feel like people at the time, I mean, because this movie. Nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah. When I whenever I first start these movies, I see the I see the audience score, I see the tomato meter. So when I saw that going in, I'm thinking, wow, this got to be a stinker. But Three point six on IMDb. Out of ten. Out of ten. Letterboxd a two point I think that might be out of five. So that's not that too bad. bad. My favorite review on Letterboxd was from, um, I believe it's Nino DeGraggio, he who gave it a half a star and just wrote. People get cut. That's life. My favorite quote from this movie. So deep. Uh, I want to get a tattoo that says that. There you go. People get cut. That's life. <laughs> like, I've, I definitely think at the time, because of where Lindsay was in her life, like, this is when things were going bad. Yeah. The DWIs, the rehab, paparazzi following her everywhere. Okay. Party girl image. People were ready to drag this movie and, yeah you know, here she is playing a stripper you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah when i finally did watch it i'm like like again i wouldn't say this is um i think they think it, it's, it's maybe high art that they're mm-hmm. doing here yeah but i enjoy watching it oh yeah for yeah, sure so did you see how it's like being compared to there's like a, an Italian film style or giallo. Yeah. I think jo- I'm saying jo- that right. Giallo. 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 Um, it's I, a modern giallo. Yeah. That's another reason why I like that. And we need to get to that soon. Some giallo. So basically like Italian. Almost sounds like that dessert. Um, gelato. Gelato. We're, that's that's so, going to be these kind of films for us now. Gelato films. Gelato while we watch uh, giallo. Giallo. <laughs> Yeah, like I definitely get those vibes, which, you know, you see a lot of influence and in now you I even get influence in that and scream sex. But I won't get into that right now. Like just the colors, like it's very Argento, Dario mm-hmm. Argento. So I, I just I just appreciate those vibes. You know, it's cool. Just looking up a Jalo for like those who don't know, it's it's got murder mystery with like slasher horror elements mixed with like. Like sexual elements too, which to me sounds like a great time. Very, they're very, very weird. Yeah, like nonsensical sometimes, but in a great way. Mm-hmm. Usually, like Suspiria, Tenebrae. You know, we get a lot of bold colors in this. Like maybe me, like I'm obsessed with the color blue. It's my favorite blue, mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I like this, even though it's so heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, 
So if you hate blue, you're going to hate this movie, <laughs> basically. Or red. <laughs> There's red, too, you know, in some parts. You know, Dakota. Who's the other bitch? Uh, Aubrey. <laughs> Aubrey's the good one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was completely expecting you to just drag this movie. No, not like, at all. Like everybody else. No, no. I was like... I didn't, I watched this with my girlfriend and we're both what watching. Did she, what did Al think? Uh, is she a stan? I I think she was on board with it. Like she was she was in entertained. But she's very like this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. So I would think she, she would hate this because there's stuff that you're like, huh? She didn't hate it, but she definitely pointed that some of that stuff out, which is like some of the stuff we both kind of realized. It's like yeah, that doesn't really make sense. She had her own working theory too, which. I don't really remember 100% what it was. Was it that this is all a book? No. Because I think that was the original ending, and I totally intended to watch the alternate ending. Oh, there's an alternate ending? Yeah, I think it's like it was all a book she wrote, which sounds lame, though. I like think that's kind of like, oh, it was all a dream bullshit, yeah, you know? That's that's obviously at first what I was going for. I think Al's, now that I remember, it's that one of the victims had ended up like, the soul of that victim like went into this other girl or something like that. And it was kind of guiding her along, which right. was not right, but, but it was a good, it keeps you on your toes. You got to think of what's going like on. This movie is like a dark adult fairy tale. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really have to make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of like, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's an adult fairy mm-hmm. tale, like probably going to end up better than that Disney new snow white, but we won't get into that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was directed by Mr. Chris Silverstone. He hasn't really done too much of note, but I did watch his movie All Cheerleaders Die a few years ago, and I hated it. Oof. Which is weird, though, because it was he actually co-directed it with Lucky McGee, who directed the movie May, which is amazing. So, I mean, I guess... Maybe Chris brought him down a bit. I don't know. Just kidding. Can't win along. Chris, come on our podcast. Let's talk about this movie. Oh, <laughs> which we do like. So yeah, we're not going to drag. I would never drag this. And written by Jeffrey Hammond. This is his only script that he's produced. So you know, one and done. Justice for Jeffrey. Come on our podcast too, Jeffrey. Why haven't you gotten more work, bud? <laughs> So we open up. Okay, this movie is about as subtle as a sledgehammer, which is why I love it. Like we have this neon <laughs> sign where the hand and the foot are like the lights coming in and out, which obviously oh would God. be like her hand and leg. Like <laughs> I think that they really think that they're like being so smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like so heavy. <laughs> I completely missed that in the intro. Oh, okay, I, so I maybe know. not. Yeah, but I didn't know what was gonna I happen. I think if you rewatched it, you would have been like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like, see, I would have been like, "Wow, that's so clever!" Oh my god, they gave it away in the beginning. Oh, and not to keep going back to Letterbox, but this kind of sums it up for me. Was one person's review said, "This is Mulholland Drive for dummies." <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh my god, you would! I think you would love Mulholland Drive. David Lynch. Okay, you know you've heard of him, right? Yep. Like weird as fuck. Uh, Naomi Watts. David Lynch did oh that TV series and slash Twin movie. Peaks. Yes, 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 that's right. You know, and who wouldn't want to watch Mulholland Drive for dummies? I'm here for it. We get Lindsay doing the most clothes stripping ever. Is it a little ridiculous that she doesn't take her top off at least? Like you know. 
more power to her if you don't want to take your top off. But like everybody else has got their tits out in this movie. <laughs> but, you know, she did do the classes, she said, you know, and took it seriously. And I love a good stripping scene. Oh, she did pole classes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for her. That's that's supposed to be really tough. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's not doing it like J-Lo did in Hustlers, which was like, well, like, I don't know how girls do that. Um, I think I need to watch Hustlers. The physicality. You should. Hustlers is a good movie. Britney's Gimme More played on it, but, you know. But it's a great, great scene to open up with for me, anyway. Um, I mean, I had a huge crush on Lindsay Lohan growing up. I'm, were you a Disney stan? Are you a Herbie fully loaded stan? I, I never saw Herbie okay. fully loaded. Fake fan. Never saw her in that. But now I Lindsay's mean, not going to come on. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Lindsay. We had her book. She Did you? Canceled. Parent Trap? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw The Parent Trap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely saw that. Anything what else she was actually in? I like Freaky Friday, obviously. Like I saw her. I did Friday. actually watch Freaky Friday, even though it's off brand for me, just because it was Lindsay yeah. and Jamie Lee Curtis before she started in, to annoy me. It's a fun movie. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I remember liking it, but I also remember. Like, but I don't think that was even Disney. It. I don't think it was, mm-hmm. but kind of close, like yeah. PG. I think we already talked about um, the Walmart commercial. Oh, the, the new, iconic. the new Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rachel, Rachel McAdams. I just, oh, I just saw like the second part to that too, the Walmart commercial, not too long. Wow, ago. that's all you could do, or was it like on TV and that you just caught? The no, last I think. Part but, of it? Oh, it might have been on TV. Well, I saw the, I saw like I was on TikTok and I saw it, and then I saw like another version of it or something. There, were, there might have been another character or two. Like I want to know how much that commercial cost because they went in. You know, that very easily could have been a Super Bowl commercial. Like if it, right? like if it wasn't for Black Friday, which obviously is right now happening, Super Bowl is like in February or so. So you can't have it then. But if they were promoting something else for Walmart, that could have that would have been probably the best Super Bowl commercial ever. I still want Mean Moms. Ooh, that's why I think they, there was talks of them doing that potentially, mm-hmm. but I don't want it if Rachel's not going to do it. You yeah. can't have it without Regina George. Do you think you know? Rachel would come back for it? Do you think maybe she was just too busy for the commercial? Because she's like, it's just a commercial, like whatever. I don't know. Like she always seemed pretty cool to me, so like yeah. I don't want her to seem like I don't want her to be like the pretentious type. Ooh, I'm too good for that. Yeah, to do a commercial with Lindsay. So maybe she just was busy or is taking a break. I don't mm-hmm. know what she's doing. Last time I saw her was in that Doctor Strange 2, which she's too good for. What I really want, though, is a Red Eye 2, Ooh. which I think they were talking about when that movie came out. Oh. I mean, he's still alive. He didn't die at the end. Mm-hmm. Give us Red Eye 2. Oh, wait, but Wes isn't with us anymore. Cancel that. I'm not interested anymore. No, we don't need it. <laughs> uh, we just need mean moms with all the girls back. All right, but I will say... Um, Rewatching this movie, it's probably been a couple years since I've seen it. The first maybe 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, this isn't good, bad. This is bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Lindsay's acting seemed a little off playing good Aubrey. Yeah. Good girl, Aubrey. And just the scenes felt weirdly edited and directed. I'm like, oof, this is like just bad, bad. There's something off about it to me. <laughs> um, but I do think it, her acting gets a lot better when she's playing Dakota. Mm-hmm. She's more of a bad girl girl. Right. She was just playing herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so, um, and also, you know, Lindsay put herself into rehab during this movie for 30 days. So I guess she would film this movie during the day and then go to rehab. 
at night. Oh, so, really? Holy crap. That's tough. Good for her for going to rehab, though, and doing getting it both done. So she now, so she had an alcohol problem and a drug problem? Uh, I don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah. But I, I know she got like two DWIs around yeah. this time, I think. But, and there was a big thing. I think it came out before this. She did this movie called Georgia Rule where she was showing up to late to set all the time mm-hmm. and like the president of the company like literally sent like a letter out publicly saying like you're unprofessional and all this stuff it was a very bad look for her that's a dick move i mean that's that's a little much but obviously i'm sure it may I'm- she you can't have people waiting on set. You know how expensive yeah. it is just to be there. Yeah, um, and, I, and I would hope that they maybe did something else before they jumped to that. You know, I mean, don't know, but. But we know how shitty studios can be sometimes, but. And that's that's, that's another for talk. another talk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Spyglass. Um, <laughs> is there blue roses for real? I, mean, I don't you know. You could just dye a rose, right? I'm sure that you can make. I don't know if you could just dye it, but I'm sure you can, like, cross, like, just like you breed anything else, you can crossbreed plants. So I'm sure there's like they can do it. That sounds like I don't know. It would lead to a killer plan or something like, like Jurassic Park. But that's how it starts. I stand a blue rose, and Lindsay has a boyfriend. This Blando boyfriend, played by Brian Girardi or something like that, from When a Stranger Calls, 2006, which that episode. Did very well from us compared to other episodes, which is so random to Let's me. Let's go, team. <laughs> uh, I know those When a Stranger Calls remake stands are out there. Okay, um, It was me just putting on a repeat on my Spotify account. <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. I don't blame you, Matthew. And, and the public did, too. <laughs> yeah, are they actually dating, though? I feel like she wasn't about him, like in this chemistry or biology lab but she accepted his blue rose did she not and then she's all like "Eh, leave me alone i don't want to fuck you well maybe she just doesn't want to have sex with him that's true they're in class like and he the teacher asked him about like the female reproductive organs or something and then study more yeah then everybody laughs (laughs) at him um and then yeah again with the subtlety don't they talk about how he asks if you cut a worm in half is it still, is it two worms now or something like mm-hmm. the, the twin thing, like Aubrey Dakota, like mm-hmm. we get a filmmakers, like we should do like a shot every time there's something that's like so unsubtle, like, like a, alluded to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I guess, yeah, you're right. I guess they are boy. I, at first I thought maybe they weren't dating, but yeah, because then like he puts his hand on her leg and she's like, is that all I am to you? And like right. that, that'd be an aggressive first move. She'd be like, Hey, and we kind of find out that the missing girl has been, found and she's been mutilated essentially one of her limbs was cut off right that's his thing kind yeah. of. yeah and her hand like the her fingers on her hand were cut off too pretty pretty aggressive but i think they are all ready to call him like a serial killer but it's been like one kill which is also like didn't make much how sense. many people need to die for it to be serial <laughs> four i would say four four sounds like a good number i don't know if that's the case but yeah i'll go over that we'll look it up after <laughs> i think it probably also has to be in a very similar fashion that they were killed you know what i mean like it can't well be like, in our next film we're covering they're all different but it is one serial killer interesting but stay tuned for our copycat episode all right this scene is weird with the we have this um handyman 
I guess, and like they're kind of like flirting or whatever. But then she gives him the finger. Like, is he supposed to be like a suspect? I don't know. There's a lot of sexual there's tension a lot going on in the scene. There's a lot of randomness in this movie. Wait, yeah, this is one of those things that just like okay, he's got. He's got he's he's got what, the ugliest fucking tattoo on his the nipple. Scorpion is that what it is? I believe this actor too. He was on the Lethal Weapon TV show, which he was fired from for being an asshole. Um, <laughs> Maybe he had a much larger role in this. I feel this like movie, he but... needed a larger role if they're trying to have because it, it's kind of is a murder mystery, but there's oh, you... not that many. This is not as good as a screen movie when it comes to these suspects. Did you see though that there was like possibly a director's cut of this film? Why well, it's I heard not that like out there. I don't think it's released. The but. three and a half yeah. hour cut. Yeah, yes, yeah. I just read that. Yeah. So there's a three and a half hour cut. Injected into my veins. <laughs> but they, uh, one of the comments is it's like, it's just a lot of FBI stuff doing like an oh. investigation. We know how you love the FBI researching and all that. Yeah, maybe I don't need it after all. But more, maybe, more stripping scenes, sure. Maybe this guy had a bigger role in that. We don't know. <laughs> okay, this is not one of my favorite shots. But this is a funny shot when she's in the stand and all the blue is picked out. Okay, and this is like somebody discovered like power director for the first time and just went crazy in the editing bay. But then they just fucked up because someone holds up a blue cup. Yeah, and so it catches the blue cup and her. It's like. You definitely just wanted her blue to be highlighted. You forgot the blue cup. It's aggressive. It's it's this is bad. This is bad <laughs> editing. It's not pleasing to the eye. So I will say from the first scene, obviously we had Lindsay Lohan stripping. I thought that Aubrey's living some sort of double life. We see her stripping and then we see her now like just being a kid in high school. And I'm thinking about like that is just the weirdest thing ever. Oh, there's a movie I watched recently. Um, it's like an old, it's like an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. What's it called? It's got Donna Wilkes in it from Iconic Jaws 2, the girl who annoys everybody because she's screaming. I know you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So. And she played like your regular good girl high school student by day, and she was a hooker by night. Ooh, risque. Very entertaining. I think it's on Shudder or was on Shudder. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's what another version of this could be. All right, these okay. This is very 2007 because we're we're getting into torture porn territory mm-hmm. in some of this stuff. He's pouring some kind of, of course, it's blue, blue ooze, which later Dakota will use. I'm, I don't know why everybody has blue ooze for wounds, but I guess it's a thing in this universe. Um, well, first of all, he, the dry ice that's nasty as fuck. Mm-hmm. And take taking the skin off of the top of her hand and then cutting off her finger. This is brutal. I think what's great about this scene is that they also let us know ahead of time what's going to happen. We just don't know how it happened. So we know she's going to lose her her like leg. We know she's going to lose her hand, but we don't know exactly what method is going to be done. Mm-hmm. So then when we see the dry eyes, you realize, oh, okay, he's going to like essentially have the fingers be frostbitten and like be able to just be snapped off, cut off, whatever. And then he's going to keep her alive through the whole thing. So as the parents find out she's missing and uh, the detectives are doing their work. Something's missing her goddamn hand. <laughs> well, we're like we're running against the clock because we realize, shit, this girl does not have a lot of time. And one of the detectives is played by Garcelle, who is now in 
Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you know it, you know it. We get two housewives in this movie because later on in one of the, you know, backstage stripping scenes, Kenya from Housewives of Atlanta plays one of the strippers. I think she's got a couple lines. So anybody watching this movie randomly who also watches Housewives will be shook at this movie. <laughs> and I do love I do like Arcel. She as an actress, although her whole family storyline this season is kind of boring me but we still stand <laughs> you Garcelle she was also in Spider-Man was the first one with Tom Holland Homecoming I think oh she the mom she was the mom because mm. remember that twist I was kind of shook when he he's gonna go to the prom with who's it Mary Jane no it's Zendaya not Zendaya though right or no no he goes to the prom oh, the, with the, the other, other girl. girl okay yeah um and her parents and is... michael keaton is yes. the dad yeah i'm nice Shyamalan could never uh, <laughs> yeah she, she was in that get get those checks so this random woman driving who's like talking to her boyfriend and she of course says something about like we're two different people or something like that here we go again you know there it is there we, there we go every fucking scene <laughs> <laughs> she finds a body which of course, everybody thinks is Aubrey, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> but it is not Aubrey. We come to learn she this woman is claiming her name is Dakota. Dakota Moss. Dakota Moss. I love that name. Uh, <laughs> definitely a girl from the wrong side of the tracks kind of a name. Oh, there's one. OK, there's a scene earlier, too, where uh, I think the detectives are talking to her father and he just has. This weird ass look on his face when she, he asked, "Is she alive?" Like I don't know if you saw. Did you catch that? The He's father. Like, yeah, if I looks just like, "Is she alive?" Almost like he looks disgusted. Which I mean, it would be pretty disgusting to know that's happening to your daughter. Par- but okay, her parents are played by two very good actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe his name is Chris McDonough. He shows up in a lot of things. He's in Suits. There we go. People, bit. I know people love Suits. It's like always number one on Netflix, even though it's like 85 years old. Suits is great. That Meghan Markle effect. And um, the mom is played by Julia Ormond. Like, I'm almost certain she has been nominated for an Oscar. But, like, but especially movie, her, the acting's rough. So I'm just like, they're probably like, we're slumming in this movie. This, <laughs> you know, they're probably like, what the fuck at this script? But. Yeah. But yeah, I did, I'll have to look out for that reaction next. Time. Yeah, it's earlier on. It's like right when she goes missing. So of course, like right off the bat, I'm thinking like, oh, Aubrey just went through some huge ass trauma. She is like taking on this other persona. Is this who she was writing about too? Because it opens up with her in class with this whole story, right? Yes. So something fucked up in her mind, mm-hmm. po- potentially, you know. So, yeah, it was just like, oh, she's like compartmentalizing like what happened. And now she's taking on this new persona to try to like cope with the trauma. And I was like, OK, that's dark. That's kind of deep. I'm on board for this ride. Like that makes more sense. But I'm kind of glad they were like, fuck it. We're going to make a movie that makes no sense. And there's they're actually twins who have like some kind of psychic physical connection. Like, yeah, just give me all the camp. N- next time we get Elisa in a decent room, we should just be like. All right. If I slap one of you, yeah, if I hit will me, the other one yeah. feel uh, <laughs> when the, will they know what arm it is? Right, because that doesn't really make sense. Because why only sometimes? Like if somebody, if one of them gets a paper cut, mm-hmm. was the other one getting a paper cut? You know what I mean? So yeah, for this movie, maybe. 
because they kind of allude to that later on when uh, we see like flashbacks of the beach where they're like, where they're children and one of them like does something and then the other one like does like starts crying about it too. So I don't know what, but I feel like if that was going on your entire life, you would be getting some kind of help. the The parents would. They don't mention anything about knowing about that, right? Like, no. Every time one of them stubbed their toe and you didn't do anything to stub your toe, like you'd be like, something's wrong with me, you, right? You, like one would think. <laughs> but this is another one of the things in this. That's one of the things in this movie that just makes it like wackadoo. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta chalk it up to just craziness. You just. You just got to roll with this movie yeah. <laughs> or, or just get off the train because yep. this movie's not for you. <laughs> if, you if you're if you looking for sense, this is not it. Okay. I, <laughs> this is so bad, but I stand out when the mom comes in. She's trying to like – like she brings in like a teddy bear, right, and like a picture mm. of her as a kid, and she's like, this is Mr. Jarvis. I'm like, oh, my God, the cringe. Yeah, that was a little rough. I mean, she's – what 16 supposed to be 16 or 17 probably mm-hmm. like i don't think it was so cringe yeah but i stan it um, <laughs> i also feel so bad for you know the mother where she's just trying everything she can because she believes this to be her daughter right and that her daughter just is like does not remember and she's gonna help her remember but nothing seems to be working and i think it, you know dakota realizes what the mother is going through and things. Maybe I shouldn't be a total. Bitch yeah. I like time. that Dakota isn't a completely bitch th- to her the whole time. Yeah. She's like, this woman's trying, even though I don't know, I don't know her to quote Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole relationship with them is pretty good. Speak of Mariah Carey, not Uh-oh. necessarily Mariah Carey, but did okay. you see Cher's performance today? No. Thanksgiving day parade. No, no. She's got a new Christmas song. It's actually share, yeah, share, 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 yeah. Was she really bad or something? No, she was, or, it was okay. It kind of rocked. I was, uh, I was on board for the new Christmas. I don't song. think Cher has any Christmas music that I know of. Now she does. I think she had. They She's said, coming for Mariah's Christmas crown. I Is think that so. What you're yeah, because they said, "Oh, we're gonna." I asked uh, Allison. I was like, "Oh, uh, is Mariah gonna be in the Thanksgiving Day Parade today?" She says, "Oh no, it's she's not here. It's Cher." I'm like, really? I'm surprised Mariah didn't do it. She's all about that. Maybe she wanted a little Christmas more promo. Need a little more cash. <laughs> so they wanted to share. I don't know. This was at the parade. Yeah. Oh, the only thing with the parade is though, they always lip sync. Like it's just a thing. Oh yeah. Like it's just like Cold. a rule. They have to. Yeah. So I'm sure she would have sounded great if they let her sing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this interrogation scene, these detectives are total dicks. You're saying my girl Garcelle is a dick. She's a too. she's a dick to uh, not Aubrey, to Dakota, <laughs> the other one. What the, was? Do you remember their names in the Parent Trap? Who's not that? Not Haley. A clue. Why am I thinking Haley? It could be. Um, <laughs> I don't. I. It's been years since I saw it. Matt acts like he's a Lindsay Stan, but mm, could do better. I, I just had a huge crush on her. That was it. You just thought she was hot. <laughs> I was like, damn. Hottest redhead I've ever seen. She's cute. Yeah, but no, but they just like this. This woman has suffered some trauma, and these detectives are like, "You're lying. You know, you saw. We know you saw. You were awake." In a way, I get it though, because there's a killer out there. Yeah. But yeah, they could take it down a couple notches, maybe. You know. I mean, she's a, and she says, "I don't know." Does he even have another girl hostage though that we know of? Right now, no, no. It's so, just 
Relax. We got a few days. Right. Like, <laughs> it's just Aubrey he has currently, but they don't know that. They they're probably thinking he's on to the next one already. Because it seemed like he moved pretty fast. I don't know. From the of first course, one. Dakota has the same fucking hair length and color, and color. right? That's that was oddly convenient. Yes. I thought about I thought about that too. I'm like, why she would never just dye her hair like a it different color? It was like color. the I know what you did last summer TV series when they had twins and nobody knew and they had the same exact short haircut. I'm like, give me a fucking break. They didn't um, have the same hair in the parent. They must have had the same hair in the parent trap. All these movies like are unrealistic. I can't remember. Did they? Maybe they didn't. Did she put? It? I feel like one of the kids had to f- mess with her. I've hair. never watched The Parent Trap. You know, you oh, know me and Disney. Oh, damn, I can't Fuck remember Disney. now. I feel like Disney's in hot water right now, but I don't really know the details. Disney people don't. Oh, like because Wish, the new Wish film. What's wrong I with think. Wish? It's like lazy, I guess. Like oh, so one of the one of the big songs in Wish, they just have like the words pop up like a sing along kind of. And someone made a like a comparison to it, like to Moana, where Moana's got like this, all this animation going on, all these characters running around, and so Disney's not producing content like they used to. I some so yeah, like some, they're like their Marvel movies, maybe exactly. <laughs> so one of the comments said it looked very AI banked. Oof. So we'll see how Wish does. I mean, I we don't stand yeah. AI here. Sorry. Did you recognize the strip club owner woman? The madame? Mm-hmm. I did not. That is Bonnie something. <laughs> I forgot her last name. From The Nun. She is The Nun. She's The Nun? Yeah. Oh, my God. No way. You can see it now. I know you can. I can see a little bit. <laughs> is she, did she reprise her role in The Nun 2? Which I have not seen yet. She did um and i guess she's suing warner brothers because she didn't feel like she's getting enough money from how iconic the character is and i did watch the nun too a couple weeks ago not still still rough for me still flop maybe slightly better than the first one but that's Mm -hmm. not saying a lot i did not like it now was she the nun in the conjuring and the conjuring 2 as well I'm pretty sure, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. She's, so she's, she's like nunning around. around. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you haven't watched The Nun 2 yet? I'm surprised. No, I haven't watched The Nun 2 yet. That's you're, like the You're la- fine. You're fine. That's the <laughs> last one in the series that I have to watch. I think I, wa- I binge watched you watch all the, the first Annabelle's. One? Watched the first one. It sucked, right? Let's be honest. The nun, first nun. That's one I of don't the, really remember. One of the weak, known as the one of the weaker ones in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite by any means. It was just nice to have that like backstory to the old. There's that they showed like a, like an old film where someone's being possessed or getting possessed or something like that, and like that they led into the Conjuring. Yeah. but I thought they retconned that. Yeah. Oh, did they? Also, yeah. Oh, it's a mess. Fuck off, Warner Brothers. You suck, too. People, stop sucking. <laughs> what's, yeah, what's going on? What's going on in Hollywood? <laughs> I missed 2007 when we were getting masterpieces like I Know Who Killed Me. And great Lindsay Lohan script scenes. Yes. Although it does skeeze me out when she borrows the cigarette from some creepoid. I don't know if that's Yuck. a thing. Is that a, that could be a thing. I mean. You know that dude was all about it, though, I bet. 
He's probably like, wow, that's so hot. He sold that cigarette on eBay for $500. (laughs) Okay, I do really, really like this scene. I think it's creepy when she leaves the strip club and she's like walking to the bus stop, like all alone, Mm -hmm. like just the creepy atmosphere. And then like she sees the killer and then he's not there. Then he's there and his eyes peeking through the Mm -hmm. little window thing. This was actually a little spooky and I'm here for it. It added some suspense to the the film now okay so this is supposedly our killer is our killer going to the strip club and seeing her there doesn't she think she sees him at one point right she, she said she thinks it might have they ask her who it was and she's like i don't know this was this guy at the strip club it could have been him but like thinking about it now does is the killer actually going to the strip club or is this some other rando that's just like walking around trying to stalk I don't know if it really matters. It doesn't. <laughs> right? It doesn't. But I'm just curious. Did we need this other strip scene? I, I'm here. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. I needed it. I don't know. I, okay, so I obviously didn't know exactly what was happening. But once we got to the scene where she just magically develops a cut on her arm and we see, like, there's it's a vision. It's the stigmata. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And we see, like, a vision of Aubrey being like hit in the same place or being caught in the same place. That's not like, Oh, they're twins. Okay. This makes sense. I get it. There we go. Yeah. I'm there. And then of course I thought like, Oh, maybe it's a dream. But then I saw the dad had like blood all over him too. After as I was like, no, this seems real. Everyone's there. This is real. How do they even explain this? They're just like, she cut herself. They probably, they might have. I don't think they did. I think they're just like, Oh, okay, whatever. It happens. Yeah. You know, in life, people get caught. (laughs) Then Miss Lohan gets a robot hand and robot leg. This movie's wild. I, I, w- I remember when I saw this for the first time, I just wasn't expecting this. The robot, the robotics. Yeah. She becomes Iron Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that she necessarily needed a, a robotic leg. That seems a little over the top. It seems like a lot of people get along without a robotic leg. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't robotic. No, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah, it I, is. Because I know the, the hand is. The hand is, and I think, and the leg is because he says. You have to charge it. You have to charge it. Otherwise, it's going to be like a block of wood. Okay. That, like, we Which, get Chekhov's robotic leg that comes to nothing. Exactly. You think that would be in, like, the final suspense scene where yeah. she can't run away from the killer because she didn't charge her her, her leg. I'm oh, sorry. I shouldn't laugh at that. But <laughs> it's just, it's just, this movie's wild, okay? <laughs> They they try to lead you down all these paths only to have them go nowhere. She looks like Terminator Two, the robot hand. If you know it, you know it. <laughs> oh, that glove though, that robot hand glove. She's like the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. Cast her in the new remake of Inspector do, Gadget. Do, do, do. Is this to go something like that? I feel like. Um, you never watched Inspector Gadget? I don't know if I actually watched it. Oh, wow. it might have been a little after your time. Yeah, I know they made a movie. Who played? I think was I think it was Matthew Broderick was in it. Ferris Bueller and Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy. I'm pretty sure she was in it. Next episode, Inspector Gadget, the movie. I remember being obsessed with the soundtrack. There's like the main, the one main song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this movie is just, again, so random. We have this hairless cat. Why did it have to be a hairless cat? Do you see the nuts on the cat? There's some 
some nuts on that cat. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's these are choices. Yeah. It was like you ever see that Friends episode where Rachel is that Rachel? She buys the the hairless cat and everybody hates it and it like attacks everybody. Remember that? I don't remember that at all. Iconic. Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> and also, this movie is just all over the place tonally. The sex scene. That yeah, that was weird. Like I I think they are trying to be funny mm-hmm. here, but it just comes out of nowhere. Like there's no other scenes like this. Mm-hmm tonally so it's just so bizarre and i it's also kind of weird for a boy the boyfriend to be like yeah let's go right at it instead of being like whoa wait a sec you you like we never really he's a hornball yeah he's just like and you know he's getting like i don't know if he wasn't having sex with the aubrey aubrey yeah but it seems like she wasn't or, if, seems they, like or if they were it was very vanilla yeah. so he's probably like all right and the mom the having to mom. listen to this. Well, she, like, I don't know. She could have gone outside or done, like, turn on the TV right. instead of washing the sink, which it can't be very loud. Like, this this scene is completely out of a different movie. Yeah. And this is why I love this film. Choices like this. I mean, you can give me all the Lindsay Lohan sex scenes you want. I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. We need to talk about burnt hot dog fingers. Did her finger turning in the shower not look like a fucking burnt hot dog? I didn't notice it at first. Like, but now that you say that, I can totally see that. Put that in a bun, some ketchup, some some mustard. I'm ready for it. Where you're good to go. <laughs> I'm also can like, is this in, is this in the past or was this a dream she had? Is this, like, I'm confused. I am confusion because he just she comes out of, so she just gets done having sex with her. We also jump around a lot in this movie. So she just gets done having sex with Jared, and now we're back to her when she had her hand, and then it's fingers start falling off. She's back at the strip club. She's noticing, like, because she, she has, like, a sleeve or, like, a glove on, right? Or, I don't know what you would call it that she has on, but she knows it's, like, bleeding. Right. And then she goes stripping, like, without her finger, right? Mm-hmm. And that explains the blood from the first scene. Yeah. Um, then she's just like, yeah, I, poor people don't go to the hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's crazy. It's not like you just, like, hurt yourself a little bit. But here, here's the thing, like, she's okay. Like, she's not going to bleed out. I know it's really, like, fucked up that it, your finger just randomly fell off. But I'm trying to like think in her place, like why she wouldn't go. Like it's not like she's bleeding out right now. It's like a little bit of blood. She lost a finger, Matthew. Oh, it's fucked up it's for sure. Bad. She she can't afford that with this kind of health care in mean, America. I wouldn't, su- wouldn't surprise me if some people don't because because of how expensive it is. Well, you should see. I mean, so this movie is a great commentary on our world, on our healthcare system. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, look at some of the people who we come into the who come into the hospital. They they'll come in with these like. Things and you're thinking, okay, this didn't just happen overnight. Like, this was a progression. Yeah, and, and now you're here. Now you're here. Get the fuck out. No. Yeah, we, we we're, there's no treating you. Okay, now we get my favorite scene in the movie on the bus when this random weirdo. I don't know. They're talking about something, and then she's like, "Aren't you gonna ask me what happened to me?" Because she's fucking bleeding all over this fucking bus, and he's like, "People get caught. That's life." 
It's deep. It's so deep. Like, <laughs> like, don't you feel like they're they think they think they're doing something? They create. They're like, we're gonna create this character for the sole purpose of being deep and, and special. So Dakota, we find out, is actually just confiding in Jared and telling him everything that actually happened to her. She's like, you just believe me because you just had sex with me. Like, you don't believe me because I'm actually telling the truth. And she kind of enli- she has to enlist his help in. Uh, trying to figure out what's happening to her she ends up using him in a very clever way i thought this was this was funny oh when she she's hiding in the trunk right and he says he's gonna go he wants to go home and get a condom or something well he so he runs downstairs he tries to leave in his car doesn't start and then he asks all the people down there like oh do you guys have a condom you guys have a condom on you anyone got a condom of course no one does so then he his car doesn't start so he takes one of the family's cars and the people try to stop him and they're like, he's like, come on, just let me go. You know why I'm going. <laughs> and they let him just go with her in the trunk, which I think was great. Didn't add to any suspense to this movie or any thrill to this movie, but it's just a funny I scene. I mean, this is like a non-thrill thriller. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not here for the thrills. We're here for the camp. So then she goes to the previous victim's house right and like mm-hmm. talks to the parents and like investigates the girl's room the mom kind of freaks out on her though because she is not cooperating with the police and the dad's just like like this is happy to maybe like have her here like hopefully like he can help her or something or she can help him figure this out but the right. mom's not having it and this mom i just watched in armageddon or um warlock the armageddon the sequel to warlock and it wasn't very good. Oh. Um, <laughs> but she notices a trophy, which will come into in play later, mm-hmm. I think, right? And then we cut back to the detectives again, analyzing the hard drive. They've, they've realized that Aubrey has written this story about basically Dakota, and they think, oh, this is why she's like kind of being like this. And they get the blood work back from... Dakota and it's, of course it's identical to Aubrey so they're like oh okay see they're definitely the same person the little heart to heart scene with her mom wasn't bad though that was very sweet so she's able to uh, get into Aubrey's computer with a password of Dakota of course oh my god one thing that annoys me about movies is though when the password is always so easy you right know? and they'll get it and like the third or fourth try I'm like fuck off I mean I understand Plot wise, we need it. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, my passwords are kind of difficult. I have like some Matt. janky ass passwords. It's <laughs> you, Matt. Matt one. So yeah, the the Dakota and Aubrey's mom are having a nice heart to heart, and the dad's just being a creeper in the background. I mean, this day it's kind of a piece of shit though, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we find out later, well, basically he he bought a baby off a of crackhead, mm-hmm. probably for twenty dollars. Which he just bought crack with. <laughs> and he's a creeper. Yeah, so we learned that their child originally had died. And the dad went down the hall and just bought a baby off of a crackhead. Because they had twins. So he's like, oh, okay. This probably, this happens, right? Okay. I, I was supposedly a lot of babies get mixed up. Supposedly. I don't know how true that is. I feel probably a lot less nowadays. Yeah. 2007 or 
2007, well, babies were getting snatched all the time. Well, this would have, might, would have been the early 90s because she's in like high school at this point. So it could be early 90s. And yeah, it's believable. Sure. I know what she did last summer is the most realistic film ever made. And then she, Dakota kind of explains to us how she got to this point now where she says she wakes up. She has no leg <laughs> as, as one does. And she happens. She says she kind of remembers uh, seeing like a stamp or a postage mark of Salem. Yeah, Salem here. And she's like, OK, that's all I have to go off of. So I'm going to try to make my way there. And then she somehow ends up in a ditch. I don't know how that part happened. Yeah, they didn't explain the ditch. Yeah, she just kind of is there. Maybe that was part of the three hour and 30 minute director's cut. Just how she gets in the ditch. We need that deleted scene. And she somehow figures out that she thinks the killer is her piano teacher, right? Yes. Because Because of the other girl was his student also. She sees the trophy, which is a piano trophy, which I didn't get that from the trophy. I didn't know what it was. And then she also goes to the student's grave Mm -hmm. where she sees a ribbon and on the back of it is written from supposedly the piano teacher. And that's when she puts two and two together somehow. He's just asking to be caught. Really, though? He's leaving it's all like sorts of clues. like the Remember when we talked about he, he wanted to get caught? Like, these killers are sloppy. And what was it about the blue ribbon? Isn't that for, wait, isn't that for first place? Blue? Maybe? Maybe so. So, like, I don't well, know. Well, te- he's obviously obsessed with blue. Just like the director of this movie is. So, but why is he killing? That's because because Aubrey wanted. I don't remember his motive. Aubrey (laughs) wanted to quit piano. So I figured maybe that's why he killed her. He took it very seriously. But that was about it. I can't. I don't know why he would have killed the first girl. Maybe he's just into that sort of thing. So, of course, once they figure out who the killer is. They Aubrey and or um, Dakota and Aubrey's dad take it upon themselves to go fight the killer alone without enlisting the help of the FBI that was stationed outside of Aubrey's house. They have no reason not to go to them, right? No reason at all. Other than we need this creepy scene where she's like hiding from the killer and Mm -hmm. all this, which I do like because, you know, classic horror movie stuff we get. Of course, it's lightning outside, and he's got all these, for some reason, I mean, I guess it makes sense with how he amputates people's hands and legs. We've got, like, all those, what do you call them, like, fake arms and fake legs. I did like the image of that, you know? It was creepy. I guess the only reason they maybe didn't get any help was because they're kind of on a time constraint. Like, she is, she knows that Aubrey's dying. Because she's like been tired. buried alive. Yes. In a blue coffin, mm-hmm. of course. Okay, yeah, but, so maybe why are we hating on this movie? Everything makes sense. I just wish they would have got, gotten a little like, more help, or they would have not split up. Because <laughs> the dad only takes bring out the like, boyfriend along. Because we need he, one more death. Yeah, he could have done something. He could have done something. Yeah, because the dad just gets like a pipe out of the he back of the car. Does he die? I don't even remember. He has like a weird. We don't see how he gets to where he gets to. But he ends up like on a table with his, like, his blood being drained of some sort. And he just like kind of zonks out or dies. They needed to confirm the death, which would have been fine because he was an asshole. Yeah. But somehow she's able, the, the killer 
reaches out and she's somehow able to grab his hand and have a saw and cut off the hand. I'm here for this though, because it's like, how do you like it, bitch? It was, you know, it was I pretty see cool. what they did there. It's pretty cool to, to see it. It was just like, wow, she actually just did that to this guy. Nice. She's got a robot hand. She could grab on strong. Oh, that's true. See every the little robot pot hand. hole. Yeah. We can explain. You got it. Okay. She's People act like the script is bad. She's they just woman. don't know. We're not thinking about it hard enough. Jeffrey Hammond, we stand you. They, they just got your one movie. They just got to watch the movie a few times and they got it. <laughs> okay, yeah, but okay. So I understand that he cuts off the limbs and everything, but like, why does he have all these prosthetics? Like, it's well, just that's what creepy. I was saying. Yeah, it's just because it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Go off production designer. It is kind of sad though when she finds the father there because he. He's dying, and he thinks it's Aubrey that's coming to save him, and that his girl's alive, I'm and she gl- plays along with it. I'm glad he died, potentially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even realize it was the piano teacher until we like we had this like long like like shot at him playing piano, and I'm like, because oh, because this movie is uh, as great as this movie is in some ways. <laughs> Like, it's a terrible murder mystery because we don't see these characters enough. We forget about them. Oh, yeah. He's totally forget. I'm like, wait, he was in the movie. And then I realized we had one scene with him right in the beginning. Scream, Scream would never. Absolutely never. Give us the Chris Silvestri cut where we get more of everything. <laughs> Thank but you. It's a lot more Piano Man. It's a lot, a lot more FBI detective work. Oof. Rough. I don't know if I could do that. But ultimately, Dakota is able to get one over on Mr. Piano Man, stabs him right in the neck, which is pretty cool to see. The effects kind of go off in this movie. Like, they did a good job. Like, it's few and far between, but, mm-hmm. like, they hit hard when they're here. Mm-hmm. And then here's where her leg kind of comes into play, maybe, where she's, like, hobbling along, and she has to use the shovel to, like, drag her foot. But, like, couldn't she also just walk like a pirate, kind of? Yeah, it was like the filmmakers for the last scene realized, oh, wait, we set up that fucking uh, battery-charged leg. Yeah, and even beeps earlier, too, as they're, like, going out to begin with. It's like, I'm glad this really, really, uh, you know, impeded her progress. But ultimately, she's able to find where Aubrey's buried because she somehow has these visions of the owl. This random owl. That's over Aubrey and is able to pinpoint the location of her grave. And she uses robot arm to smash through the glass. Which ends up all over Aubrey's face. Which is not going to hurt her at all. (laughs) (laughs) The glass went into her eye. Now she has no vision. Neither does Dakota. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) But you think Aubrey would be like, what the fuck am I looking at? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's been going on? Unless Aubrey kind of knows, but I don't think she knows. Well, I think there's some kind of, I don't know. There was no psychic connection in the parent trap, right? I don't think there was. <laughs> no, they had to tell. I think they had to tell each other how things were going. Oh, okay. But it's here in this one. It's elevated. Because she's older now. This is better than the Parent Trap remake. They basically just stole from the Parent <laughs> Trap. But then they just lie together. It's kind of sweet. Instead of going for their uh, ambulance blanket, they decided to just lie there. <laughs> is there a post credit scene I missed with the ambulance blanket? I don't think there is. 
I do like this shot of all the scenery though that we we've kind of seen in the flashbacks or in like the the glimpses of I guess Aubrey's vision mm-hmm. that Dakota sees. Like we saw the petals flowing down the river or whatever. It's very pretty. And did you notice in the credits the first person they have list the first like person in the movie is Fat Tina? Yes. <laughs> Who, of course. That Who's Fat Tina? That's the nun. That's Fat Tina. Is it supposed to be ironic because she's so skinny? That's funny. It's got to be. Fat Tina. That's why this movie's so crazy. Even the end credits couldn't calm down. I need more Fat Tina. We stand you, Fat Tina. But that is the maybe cult classic. I know who killed me. Good times. I'm on board for the for it being a cult classic. I think it definitely needs to be relooked at. Like nine percent is there's way more trash out there at nine yeah. percent that probably deserves a nine percent. Had this come out at a different time, I still don't think it would got would have gotten good reviews. Yeah. But it would be higher than nine percent. Like I said, people were ready to fucking annihilate this movie because of Lindsay Lohan at this time. Mm-hmm. So I do th- feel like this movie's kind of um a good time capsule for that time. Like just thinking about what was going on with I don't know if you remember this, but like the paparazzi and mm, no. Lindsay and Brittany and Paris and just the craziness mm-hmm. of two thousand and seven. You know, this it's kind of like um, you know, Britney Britney Spears give me more performance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it was a kind of dark, interesting time in the world. And this movie kind of reflects that a bit. You know what I really appreciate about with this movie is that this is now what might be 16 years old at this point. I don't know when exactly it came out, 2007, but it feels like this could come out right now, the way everything is just so modern. I know who killed me, aged amazingly. It's like a fine wine. It <laughs> is. It's better with age. <laughs> but yes, that is I know who killed me, but what do we have next time? Uh, for our next week's episode, we have 1998's Disturbing Behavior. Yes, that will be an interesting discussion. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at Horror Stands. We're also on TikTok, at Horror Stands Podcast. If you can give us a follow or a view or five stars, it really helps us out. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Yes, thank you to everyone who tunes in and listens. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. And we'll see you for the next one.